0: This is Sun Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Billboard has announced it will change its rules around bundling. So bundling is where an artist adds on an album or an album download to a sale of, say, a concert ticket or merch. You buy a ticket to a concert or, say, a sweatshirt with the artist's name on it, the artist adds in an album to that purchase. The idea was to game the Billboard charts and count that sale of a ticket or a sweatshirt as an album sale. More album sales, the better your chances are of charting on billboard here to talk about the changes to bundling is chris Melanthy. he's a pop critic chart analyst and host of the hit parade podcast hello chris
1: Hey, Emily, how are you?
0: So actually, a year ago this month, you were on Sound and & Vision, and we were talking about this very same thing, bundling, the concept of bundling. And, right. s- and since then, Billboard has changed the rules around bundling twice. So the latest announcement came this week, but the other changes came at the beginning of this year. So first, what were the changes that happened at the beginning of 2020?
1: The changes that happened at the beginning of 2020, basically Billboard was trying to attach a value to the album that you were getting bundled when you bought a concert ticket or merch, especially concert tickets. Uh, that that practice, as I told you a year ago, had been going on for a good decade and a half ever since Prince pioneered the practice back in 2004 uh, with you know tickets that were bundled um, with uh, his album Musicology. And by the 2010s, the practice had metastasized where just lots and lots of artists who were road warriors. Everybody from Madonna to Bon Jovi to Andrea Bocelli were bundling concert tickets with a copy of their album as album sales continued to to slow down into the 2010s. Billboard's point was that the album had to be worth something. You couldn't simply say, this concert ticket is $99.00. And if you download the album, it's also $99. In other words, the implication was that the album wasn't actually worth anything, that you weren't going to pay any more if you bought a bundle with the album or simply bought a concert ticket. So Billboard clarified the rules at the beginning of the year. They they announced them at the end of 2019, instigated them in January, where you had to at least uh, offer people the option to buy the ticket without the album and that, album had to be worth at least $3.49. A long time ago, when digital music started to take off about a decade ago, Billboard set a floor where all albums that chart on its Billboard 200 album chart have to be worth at least $3.50, much below that. And as far as they're concerned, you might as well be selling a single. Um, So they instituted that rule, but it didn't really do much to counter the rabid uh, bundling practices, not only with concert tickets, but especially with merch. Merch is really what's exploding just in the last five years, where you buy anything from, you know, trinkets to t-shirts to, gosh, one artist, I believe a rapper was even selling condoms with a, you know, (laughs) a a music download attached to it. Um, And again, it was a bit murky whether the album was worth anything or not. Billboard tried in January to institute rules saying that they would only count bundled albums with merch or concert tickets if it was sold by the artist's own website you couldn't involve third parties there have been some shenanigans around that but the news this week in mid-july is that billboard concluded that they had not done enough um, and that they really wanted to try and stamp out the practice as much as possible So they announced with great fanfare early this week uh, with the headline, Billboard announces new chart rules, no more merch and ticket bundles, that they were really looking to make this practice much more rare. Now, it has since been parsed by uh, several analysts, including Joe Coscarelli at The New York Times, that in actual fact, Billboard has not completely eliminated the bundle. But what they have done is that... um, they they have made it much clearer that you have to offer people the opportunity to buy things separately. It has to be promoted as an explicit add-on with the cost disclosed to the consumer rather than as part of a baked-in single-price option. Because what apparently happened was that Billboard instituted its rule in January, but the concert tickets were still kind of being priced as an all-in-one, and it wasn't really clear what the album was worth. So they're trying to make it rare enough that if you don't disclose exactly what the album costs and give people a very clear option that they can buy a concert ticket without the album, it's not going to count for the charts.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically like, we need to know how much this album is worth because it seemed like for a while, they're basically giving away albums for free, but still saying someone was purchasing purchasing an album when they were just really purchasing a ticket or merch. And so it was kind of, yeah, again, artist ways of gaming the chart. But, you know, with this new announcement this week, you know, basically saying, we don't really want to do this bundling thing anymore, or allow this bundling thing anymore, that's been a practice forever, especially in the streaming era. What do you think that this will ultimately mean for the music industry?
1: Well, it's anybody's guess. And you know, If I sound a little vague, it's because Billboard itself is still trying to figure out what the impact of its rule changes are going to be, as witnessed by the fact that they've now changed this rule twice in the space of six, seven months. Um, They thought they had come up with a much clearer rule at the beginning of the year, and then they had to change it again. Um, The music industry is dealing with the fact that really nobody buys albums anymore. Some people do. There are still pockets of the industry where, you know, vinyl albums continue to do well. Uh, The CD has been cratering, but in certain genres like country music, it still sells reasonably well, although even that's changing. Um, but where a number one album in the old days, and by the old days I mean five or six years ago, might sell hundred thousand copies on you know various mediums from CD to a digital download. Now you have certain weeks where a number one album is mostly streamed, and it's only purchased by maybe a thousand or fewer people—really uh, a, a microscopic fraction of what it was one, what was once sold. The other thing that's changed also this decade uh, is that streaming now counts for the album chart. So while Billboard is not tracking how many tracks of an individual album you play, if you play any track from an album, that will count for the charts. The reason the industry has been eager to do this bundling tactic is that A sale of an album, a traditional sale, counts far more for the chart than a stream does. A stream counts, uh, you know, a factor of as little as uh, 3,000 to 1, maybe 1,500 to 1 if you're a, you know, Spotify subscriber. So it's very valuable for the industry to count an album... You know consumption unit, if you will, as a sale uh, because that counts far more, and that 's why these tactics grew the way they did because every time you bought merch and downloaded an album that was attached to it, that counted as a full sale, which was a multiple of what a stream would be so th- the The impact remains to be seen, but you know it's it 's kind of a simple math problem how How is the industry going to continue to chalk up a sale of an album at a time when very few people, you know, record stores have largely gone the way of the dodo, and very few people are actually buying albums the old-fashioned way.
0: Yeah, I saw that, you know, sales dropped uh, last year, you know, album sales dropped last year by 19%. And I've heard, you know, multiple times that, you know, if, if you're listening to an album on Spotify, it takes you... 2,000 streams of, of songs on that album to, you know, equal one sale of that album. So it's like, how often are people listening to an album, you know, songs on an album 2,000 times, you know, it's like, it, it's not right. the same as the way it used to be. And I'm, I'm just wondering, like, is there a larger conversation within the music industry of, of how to actually kind of keep up with these times and how people are consuming music in a way that's fair to artists?
1: Right. I mean, certainly the royalty question continues to rage. And the music business, amazingly, in the last five to 10 years has come back to profitability after kind of Two decades in the wilderness, starting at the beginning of the 21st century after Napster came along. Um, the fact that the record industry has, you know, interest in all of these streaming platforms, especially Spotify, where Spotify literally couldn't launch in the United States unless the major record labels had a chunk of its equity, um, that has brought the industry back to profitability, even though on a per stream basis, yeah, the artists are definitely getting frequently the raw end of the deal, although, it, you know, it is still possible. For a major hit artist to, you know, become profitable from streaming, um, you know, when the industry added streaming to the album chart at the end of 2014, they were trying to acknowledge reality. You know, when Billboard added streaming, they were saying this is the way albums are consumed now. And Billboard, to their credit, were very transparent about the methodology, and they also made clear that they saw this as an improvement because now they were tracking consumption of an album rather than simply a sale of an album. What I always used to like to say is that in the old days, if you went to the store and bought a CD and brought it home, we really had no idea if you ever played that CD. You could have used it as a beer coaster and we Mm -hmm. would have had no idea. Now... The album chart week to week is measuring consumption of tracks. Now, maybe we don't know if you're playing all 12 tracks on an album, but we do know that you're, you know, consuming these three tracks in volume. Uh, And when a new uh, hit act, particularly rappers do very well in streaming, you know, all of those tracks will chart on the, you know, Hot 100, indicating that they are being consumed, so Billboard is attempting in its, you know, revamped album chart of the last five, six years to acknowledge the fact that consumption is just a different pattern now. Um, this is what Billboard has to do to keep up with changing technology and the changing patterns of consumer behavior. So as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing wrong with uh, modifying the rules to acknowledge that uh consumption patterns have changed, where the bundling thing just got shady was that it it was largely industry gamesmanship. And it really, in Billboard's own words, was not capturing consumer intent. Really, the consumer went to buy a ticket, or they went to buy a t-shirt. They didn't go to buy an album. The album was an afterthought. And now they're trying as best they can to measure consumer intent with these rule changes. And we'll see if it actually works.
0: Yeah. And when we spoke last year, you know, I think we had talked about that in 2018, about half of the 39 titles that topped the Billboard charts that year got there in part because of bundling. Could the same be said, you know, those numbers, would they be similar in in 2019 that like many, many artists were using bundling to get
1: on the charts? Absolutely. And it's even spread to the Hot 100 Singles Chart, which is something that I didn't anticipate, uh, in the last few months we 've had a string of rapid turnover number one hits on the Hot one hundred, many of which have been fueled by uh, a new ch- tactic where they will sell you in week one a uh, physical copy uh, on vinyl forty five or on cassette single or c d single uh, of a new track let 's say you know the new track by uh you know, Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande stuck with you. That one did very well. And they will give you a digital download immediately, but they will ship you the physical product later. Billboard, with these rule changes this week, is even eliminating that practice because it had really gotten out of control. People were getting sent their physical goods weeks later uh, and downloading the digital track right away. And they were doing this to try and, you know get songs to debut at number one and, and open big on the chart. Uh, billboard is still going to count those sales, but they're only going to count them when the physical product ships. So again it's it's a question of you know gamesmanship and trying to indicate when the consumer is actually getting the goods they've purchased and uh, billboard is looking at this from every angle now.
0: So was it almost like they were trying to extend the time that they were on the chart by shipping things later?
1: Well, no, actually, in the case of the Hot 100, it was just the opposite. They were trying to pump up the sales in week one. So, you know, prior to the streaming era, only a... a handful of songs uh, had ever debuted at number one on the Hot 100, Uh, that number has grown dramatically just in the last few years. Uh, So now, you know, 40 songs roughly have debuted at number one on the Hot 100 and more than half of them have debuted at number one just in the last six or seven years. Uh, And that was accelerating this year in particular with this physical goods tactic uh, where you weren't actually getting the physical goods uh, right away, but you were you know, being counted in week one that's what they were trying to do, the industry, and Billboard is now trying to accord with reality. You know, and, and on the concert side, on the album chart, one point Billboard made in some of its coverage is that album Uh, downloads were being attached to concert tickets for concerts that may not even happen in calendar 2020. (laughs) So, you know, we all know that, you know, coronavirus has basically shut down the entire touring industry. Uh, There was a week when uh, the country artist Kenny Chesney uh, scored a number one debut on the album chart by attaching it to tickets for his forthcoming tour. Well, his forthcoming tour got canceled for 2020 and pushed into 2021, but he's already on the record as having a number one album. So these were some of the shenanigans that Billboard was, was looking to eliminate.
0: I mean, it has been such an interesting year, especially for the music industry, you know, an industry that's going to be hit... For a long time because of the coronavirus, you know, concerts were the first to close and, and be done for um, because of coronavirus and will be the last to, to kick back up again once, you know, this is all over. And so I'm just curious, you know, as someone, you know, you are a, a pop critic and um, chart analyst. What else are you looking out for um, for the rest of 2020 as it relates to the music industry?
1: Well, Certainly, we're all um, waiting with bated breath to see if the live concert industry comes back, because that's been a source of revenue for artists uh, in the digital era. It's, you know, the way now many artists make their money. But on the chart side of things, which I follow more closely, the pattern has changed considerably in the streaming era. Streaming has really messed with our perception of what a hit is. So a song will stream like crazy and catch on with a very devoted subset of the audience, maybe fueled by something like TikTok, which TikTok doesn't count directly for the charts, but it has a massive knock-on effect on digital consumption. Um, And then radio will catch on later. So you know, songs will feel less omnipresent early on, even though they're huge with a certain subset of the audience. So it's interesting, with everybody locked down and Streaming music more. You've seen pickups in streaming for genres like country and Latin music that previously were more popular in other media. Will this, you know, lead to more hits in those genres being fueled by streaming? That's a pattern I'll be watching out for. Uh, But as ever, you know, uh, the charts are an ever shifting barometer of, uh, you know, cultural ubiquity. And, uh, you know, uh, they never really stay static for very long.
0: I've been speaking with pop critic, chart analyst, and host of the Hit Parade podcast, Chris Malamphy. We've been talking about the new changes for Billboard, pretty much kind of tamping down the practice of bundling. Chris Malamphy, thank you so much for chatting today.
1: My pleasure, Emily.
0: That was Sound and Vision. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org slash sound to help support this show. But most of all, thanks so much for listening.